Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast, a Friday morning recording. We do apologize for any inconveniences this may have caused on your schedule, but uh, had had to make some accommodations. But we are here, and we hope to get this out as soon as possible, maybe by the lunch hour. Uh, obviously, the audio is a little different. We're inside. Uh, I got uh, my truck's getting worked on outside, <laughs> so we, we the, the audio and... Just would have been a mess. So we are inside for this episode. Maybe the best audio you'll ever have. We're more of an outside podcast. We like to get out there in the elements, mm-hmm. you know, one with nature and, and one with, you know, football weather. <laughs> it would have been a good one to record outside. Pretty chilly. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll start with the Commerce Athens Christian recap. We'll do week nine in review, week 10 preview, and then Commerce hosting Elbert County, a big one. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Just complete. Don't even try to say anything that we've said before. We just completely go fresh. A little bit on the. I've already started the recording. <laughs> Welcome to the Potluck Podcast, folks. This is our third attempt to get this episode going. We're now on the computer. We've tried twice on the phone. We couldn't do it last night. This has been a disaster. We've had, <laughs> but we're going to get this out. We're going to do it, and we're going to do it in record time. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm listen, the losing two, we've basically lost about 45 minutes of, of recording. So this is a this is this is a, a tense situation right now in my brain. My brain is fried. Can't believe this is happening. We'll try to get something out for the people. Are you ready for me to do the Athens Christian Commerce recap? Yeah, you go ahead and do it. And then I'll add some stuff if I if you miss something. Okay. Is everybody ready for this? Final, Commerce 49, <laughs> Athens Christian 24. Add what you would like, Zon. The game deserves so much more than that because it really was a good game. We've lost two recordings. <laughs> I just want to just repeat that for the for the record. The the players played really well Friday night. We had three in particular that really showed out. Uh Jaden Daniels, Jakari Huff. And uh, Tyshawn Wiggins. Uh, Jaden scored four times. He scored on a first 31 yard touchdown rush, uh, got Commerce up seven to nothing. Then he added a, let's see, what was his second touchdown? 26 yards, I believe. And then 35 yards and 66 yards for Daniels. Jakari Huff followed him with a 36-yard touchdown and then a 38-yard touchdown. And Wiggins had uh, one for 66 yards. That was the first play of the second half, right up the gut. Um, so those those guys really showed out, as well as the Commerce offensive line. Orozco, Sherman, Epps, Hutto, Duncan, and Colton Hill at tight end. Uh, Commerce rushed for 484 yards on just 35 plays. So a really impressive night for the Tiger offense. Um, kind of broke the mold from us being a ground and pound team that we've seen over the last two years with Coach Hollers as the coach. 
Um, Dino, do you want to say anything else? Uh, defense played okay. I think that's where we can wrap this one up as far as the game summary itself. Then we'll talk a little Jaden Daniels uh, after we dug into some stats on on what he's doing in his career and this year. Uh, I think the defense could could be a little bit improved. Now, Athens Christian did have some really good skill players, so credit to them. But uh, there were some drives that were kept alive, and they were able to put drives together that maybe cause a little bit of concern moving into the best two offenses you're going to play with yeah. very talented skill players at a lot of different positions. Um, two different teams, I think. I think Elbert's going to be a little more balanced, maybe mm-hmm. run the ball more. And then Ravens going to be balanced, but they're going to throw the ball a lot more than than than, yeah. than Elbert. Two different sides of the same coin there, but Athens Christian had a really good running back, uh, TJ yes. Finch. Yep, rushed for 143 yards and scored all of their touchdowns, three of them. Um, they actually had a really nice drive at the beginning of the game. They got all the way down to the 11 yard line, and we forced a fumble, which we record, uh, recovered. It's actually Jaden Daniels who forced that fumble playing defense, uh, and we had two interceptions for sure on the night, which that's what our defense has really done a good job of this year um, is is forcing fumbles. So mm-hmm. um, We've also done a good job with interceptions. we got 11 uh, this year. We had six all of last year. Yeah. 11 is tied for 13th in commerce history with the teams in 1982, 2013, and 2018. The all-time record commerce history is 33. In 1972, believe it or not. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't imagine. That's like you play 15 games. That's I, I mean, that's picks. honestly surprising that that, that that many passes were thrown in 1972 right. in high school football Crazy. in Northeast Georgia. Right. Uh, you know, that, small single A or maybe double A at that point. High school football and throwing the ball that much is crazy. It is. It's wild to uh, have that many picks. Jackson Morris leads the team with five interceptions. Cohen Thomason with two. Behind him, and then Mullis, Huff, Hill, Colton Hill, and uh, Jaden Daniels with one. Uh, and there may be a little bit of, there may be some more in there that we haven't accounted for. But uh, Ivy Talbert continues a great season, seven for seven on PATs. Uh, we did have so some negatives. We did have uh, season high in penalties, which so that can be cleaned up. And then uh, some negatives that we talked about leading up to this game were kind of our kickoff and kick return. Just field position hasn't been a strength of this team so far, but that got better Friday night. Yeah, uh, Athens Christian average starting field position was the 36 and a quarter yard line that's improved from the last two weeks of Commerce opponents, I believe. Uh, We advanced the ball all the way out to R35 for our average starting field position. So getting better, but not where we want it to be this late in the season. Yep. Uh, Commerce was – the offense was explosive, uh, seemed to be playing together. Um, ball spread out a lot to a lot of different players. You know, Jaden led the way, of course. But uh, exciting times for Commerce, five in a row. Yeah. All since the Tiger Eyes were lit back mm-hmm. up, back before Lincoln County, I believe. That's right. Um, Change the mo. Speaking of Daniels, we did want to highlight him Yes. Uh, this week because Jaden has quietly had – one of the most successful careers in high school football in commerce history. Uh, he's not really receiving a ton of attention statewide, uh, but certainly in commerce and in, in Northeast Georgia has made a splash. Um, he had 284 yards rushing this past Friday night on just 19 carries. 
Um, four touchdowns added there. That was his most rushing yards in a game in his career. Uh, the 11th time he's rushed for at least 100 yards, and the sixth time he's rushed for 200 yards. And hearing numbers like that, you think, well, this guy's a senior, but Jaden's just a sophomore. And uh, he's already, with that six 200-yard rushing game, he's already tied Runt Moon for the second most 200-yard rushing games in a career with six. And that's second behind Monte Williams, who had 18 in his career. Mm-hmm. So um, Jaden's trajectory continues in his career. He could possibly match Monte or surpass him in that stat. Uh, on the season, what's, what you got, Dino, on the season? 1,372 yards, 16 total touchdowns, eight and a half yards per carry, eighth in the state. Um, there's some kind of mistake or something that was reported between Georgia High School Football Daily and then kind of what we have. But um, eighth in the state, we think, 14th best season in commerce history. Um but but really kind of what we started, or at least what I started looking at was with his career statistics and then kind of what he's done his freshman and to date with his sophomore year, if you kind of just continue that trend, you know, he can avoid injuries or any setbacks for junior and senior years. I mean, he's looking at top 20, statistically top 20 quarterback or top, top 20 running back across all classifications in the history of the state. In, insane. And all-time yards, possibly if he has a really good uh, junior, senior years where he can get over 2,000 yards, yards per season, and uh, touchdowns. So he's likely going to be top 20 in total rushing yards and rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. when it's said and done. Agreed. Um, so, I, you know, Tiger fans and Northeast Georgia football fans, I mean, don't take it for granted, probably watching – one of you know the top twenty maybe of all classifications when it's said and done of all time in Georgia, which is crazy. Every Friday night, yeah, right here in Commerce or abroad. Um, on this, on, in his career, his short two years, he has amassed two thousand seven hundred and seventy nine yards rushing, thirty touchdowns overall. One of those came a couple of weeks ago as a passing touchdown. Um, he's ascended all the way to eleventh all-time for career rushing yards in commerce football history. And and I I thought that was really impressive and something I'd never really considered. Um, within the last couple of weeks, he has surpassed some pretty notable Tiger backs. Uh, first off, Deion Brock, um, Steve Gary, Ricky Hill, and Will Thomas. So more than your casual commerce fan will recognize those names as, as really good running backs. So – Big, big things happening for Jaden and the Tigers as a whole. Um, Jakari Huff added another 101 yards rushing Friday night on just three carries. Wild stat there of 33.7 yards per carry. Uh, two touchdowns on the night for Huff, too. Um, he's got nine on the year, nine touchdowns, and average, averaging at 10 yards a carry, uh, 475 yards rushing on just 47 carries. In order to not lose my mind, we're going to move on to uh, the rest of the results. I cannot talk about this anymore. It was a great win by the Tigers. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I'd just like to mention again, this is the third time that we're doing it. We're going to move forward. 
But before we do move forward, I did forget one thing in that recap. I think I did. At this point, I'm not even sure if I did or not. But I want to just say, in summary, the away stands at Athens Christian is an abomination to the Lord, and they should be fired to the sun. That's my TLDR. Agreed. Uh, Okay, perfect. Uh, Was there another thing that I needed to mention? Mm -mm. Okay. Maybe maybe just mention one more time that... (laughs) No, this is a Friday. We're inside also, also. So there's some things that we're forgetting that we actually have done this a few times. But I hope the hope the listeners appreciate this episode. We're, we're grinding. We're trying to get it out. Things are getting thrown at us. Um, we're, we're just pushing through it around the area. 7A, number one, Buford, number three, Mill Creek, game of the nation. Um, Buford 39, Mill Creek 27 was the final. Over 10,000 people in attendance, and Justice Haynes had a good night, 20 carries, 214 yards, two touchdowns rushing, and one passing, actually. Number five, the Red Leghorns of Gainesville, 34-0 to zero over the Habersham Central Apple Knockers. That's the Potluck Podcast mascots, at least. Uh, 5A, Clark Central 63, Heritage 7, Jefferson 27, Flowery Branch 0. Down in 4A, Mad Cow. 34 to 20 winners over Cedar Shoals. Big week for Uncle Song. The Red Raiders locked up a playoff spot this week by beating Cedar Shoals. Actually, we have the results from last night's win. So we know they're they're probably going to be the third seed mm-hmm. in 8-4-A, maybe with a chance at a two seed now. North Oconee 48, East Forsyth 0. Down in AAA, Pickens 27, Gilmer 10. Tough to see from Gilmer after a good start. They've kind of, the wheels have fallen off a little bit. White County 56, West Hall 14. In AA, Fellowship Christian 28, Athens Academy 6, Union County 56, Providence Christian 49. Lit the scoreboard up in that one. Single A, D2, Lincoln County 28, Aquinas 24. Trey Huff had a good night, 118 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, 78 yards through the air. Big win for Lincoln County as they look to lock up that region against Green County this week. Towns County 39, Johnson and Gainesville 21. Class A, D1, top 10. You want to talk about a lightning round? This is it. <laughs> Number 10, Dublin 21, Dooley County 6. Number 9, Metter 51, Savannah 0. Metter held Savannah to 14 yards of offense. Number 7, Darlington 34, Pepperell 14. Number 5, Irwin County 49, Pelham 8. Number 4, Brooks County 34. The number one team in single A, D2, Early County 7. 34 to 7 Brooks over early. This game was closer than the score suggests, though, Song. We'll stop and give this one a little credence. Yeah, Brooks only led this game 14 to 7 at the end of the third. So they had a really big fourth quarter, lit up the scoreboard with another, what is that, 20 points scored just in the fourth quarter. Brought that hammer in the fourth quarter, is what we call that. Number three, <laughs> Raven County 41. Number six, Elbert County 21. Keegan Stover from Raven County had a great night, 21 of 28 passing, 366 yards, four touchdowns, but the story of the night song. Yeah, Jaden Gibson broke what I found out to be two records in the state of Georgia this past Friday night. He hauled in 13 passes for 285 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Those stats combined with the rest of the stats from his career allowed him to break a 49-year-old state record for receiving yards in his career. And then he also broke Travis Hunter, uh, Travis Hunter of what now, Jackson State? Jackson State. Um, Played at Collins Hill last year, broke his career touchdown record. 
So Gibson has just had a stellar career. I think you called it before the season that he'd probably break that receiving record. Mm -hmm. Um, And now he's broken the touchdown record to 49 touchdowns in his career and 4,530, no, 4,535 yards. There we go. uh, Receiving. Uh, I did have a trivia question for you, but we've already done this. Well, the listeners hadn't heard it. Let's do it. Who held the yardage record before Gibson broke it? So if you're a listener to the pod, you'll know that we talked about briefly about who held this record during the preview kind of mega episode we did for week one. So tell us about it. Stan Rome, Valdosta. And now we didn't talk about this next part. So Stan Rome, I found out yesterday it was Mm -hmm. Jay Rome of former University of Georgia fame tied in for the Bulldogs back probably about what, 10 years ago. Uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to believe uh but probably was (laughs) it's tough it kind of feels like jay rome is still in a uniform like we're waiting on that breakout jay rome here (laughs) just never happens it never quite happened did he Uh, make it to the league i'm about to see what jay rome's up to continue song i don't think he ever made it to the league but his dad did so stan rome actually went on and played after valdosta at clemson and then uh, made it to the pros and played for uh, Kansas City for three years back in the late 70s and early 80s. Um, he had kind of a troubled youth, and I was reading in an article, he actually got shot as a young man, uh, got caught up in some some bad dealings and uh, was shot with a 22 pistol. So pretty incredible story. And now all that's wrapped up with, uh, with Jaden Gibson as 49 years later he breaks Stan Rohn's record. No relation to Jim Rome. <laughs> uh, Jay Rome didn't. He played for the Steelers for a little while. I didn't know that. Um, but not, not doesn't look like he's still playing anymore. Looks like his last, maybe 2016 was his last year at tight end for the Steelers. Hmm. Uh, anyways, so that is a record that stood for a very long time. And uh, Jaden Gibson is going to Georgia Southern. So brief shout out to Georgia Southern. They've had a pretty good year. Uh, moving on, number two, Swainsboro, 48, East Lawrence, zero. Now let's talk about the Mountain League, the good old boys. What are they up to, Song? Well, we've had a change of heart for last week. We, we tried a little something new and put Stevens County up at number one. We quickly, after Raven dismantled Elbert this past season, decided to reverse – or last, this last week, decided to reverse that experiment and put Raven back on the top. They beat Elbert 41-21. to 21. They are the Kings. Steven falls uh, back down to number two after an off week. Uh, Dawson County, who's hung around up in the top three for a while, beat Wesleyan 31-24. to 24. Uh, They are undefeated in seven AAA. Uh, Bumpkin County, who's also in that region, was off last week. They're at number four. Uh, this is this week's experiment. We've got the Panthers from Union County, those Blairsville guys, up at number mm. five. So highest ranking thus far for Union. They're sitting at six and one, undefeated in eight AA. The reason we say this is an experiment is that result over Providence wasn't really convincing. Um, so we're going to see what happens with them this week with that East Jackson, and we might bring them down. Uh, below these next two, at six and seven, you've got Habersham Central, who lost uh, closer than you would have thought to Gainesville. 
White or uh, White County is number seven, um, coming up from number nine after a big win, fifty-six to fourteen over West Hall. Gilmer falls to eight after losing to Pickens. Fannin up to nine. Banks falls to ten. Uh, Pickens eleven. North Hall twelve, and Towns County thirteen. I forget what my bone to pick was. I had a bone in there. I think Pickens maybe should move ahead of Banks. I, I think North Hall might team. should move ahead of Banks. I think Towns might should move ahead of Banks. <laughs> well, listen, all of those teams. It's basketball time in Homer, baby. <laughs> Let them put the football equipment up. It's in the shed. <laughs> um, thanks for the updates, Homer. You're welcome. It's a great time to be in the mountains. I know that. Oh, beautiful. 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 All right. After after more technical difficulties, we are back. I think we're back. I don't even know. Week 10 preview around the area. Number one, Buford taking on Decula in 7A. Down in 6A, number five, Gainesville at Shiloh. Habersham Central is on the road at North Forsyth. Jackson County taking on Lanier. Winner will take fourth place in 8-6A. So a big one for Jackson County tonight. In 5A, Clark Central taking on Eastside. That winner will be in third place in the region. Flowery Branch is off. Jefferson taking on Loganville. Big game. Loganville can clinch the region with a win. Would be their first region championship since 2018, I think, and only their third in program history. Uh, former region rivals song, in I case you didn't know that. Uh, played almost every year from 1976 to 1987. Loganville leads the all-time series 7-3. to uh, much tougher schedule for the Dragons thus far in comparison to Loganville. We'll see if those early season tests pay off in a victory um, at their first home game since the tragic passing of Elijah DeWitt. So um, I'm going to take the Dragons on. Yeah, I, you remember Loganville played Monroe at the beginning of the season, and they beat them in that overtime game. Uh, so I, I think Loganville's a legit team. For sure. Um I mean, they're not number four in the state for nothing. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think Jefferson wins here. It'll be an emotional game, a big game. I think it'll be high energy. Over yeah, a lot of Jefferson. Winder Barrow taking on the Double G Dogs, that is. 41-point favorites taking on Heritage Conyers. Uh, in 4A, Madison County picked up a win last night on the road at East Forsyth. Yeah. 42 to 34 over the Broncos. Uncle saw him four game win streak in Danielsville. Yeah, this is what we were talking about earlier. Madison County really has a chance now, and we'd have to get down yes. into the, the details a little bit more, but they could host a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And I was reading earlier this week for maybe, I think it would be the first time in history they would host a playoff game. Uh, that came from the Athens Better Herald. So Danielsville is burning. <laughs> North Oconee at Walnut Grove. Now we, the, the Raiders will need North Oconee to win. Right. And Walnut Grove probably needs to lose one, one more game. I think that's the scenario. And then Madison County would host a playoff game. Yeah, uh, I feel pretty confident North Oconee is going to win that game. Um, don't know who Walnut Grove's got in the final week. More on that next week on the Potluck Podcast. Uh, <laughs> AAA, Franklin County taking on Hebron. Yeesh, Hebron 46-point favorites. Gilmer on the road at Dawson County. Gilmer seems to have melted in or the wheels have fallen off, injuries, something. Dawson County's favored by 17. Hart County on the road at Stevens County. One of the big Northeast Georgia rivalries, Song. Yeah, it's a really old rivalry. That's back to 1934. 
Um, Stevens leads the series 38-29-1, and one, uh, including the games with Hartwell. And I, I, I went there and looked. I was like, well, is Stevens the same as Tacoa? Can we see if this rivalry goes back any further? But it surprised me. Tacoa was actually a separate school from Stevens County. You would have thought that, like, they would have merged and formed Stevens County, but they didn't. Uh, Stevens has rolled since losing early to Rabin, 14 to 6 or 7. Um, the Indians score an average of 33 points per game and only allow 11. Uh, Hart County likewise scores an average of 32 points per game and allows 17 points. Hart has not played quite the competition Stevens has, though. I like Stevens here. I actually like him to cover 40 or 21 point spread. Yeah, wow. This yeah. might be the Battle of Hart County or uh, Hart, uh, Lake Hartwell. Lake Hartwell. I like that. Battle of Lake Hartwell. Um, Sorry, let me get back to my notes here. I'm falling down on the job. There's so many technical difficulties. My head's spinning. Lumpkin County, 13-point favorites on the road at White County. Song, you putting them on upset alert? Mildly, mildly. Just maybe. White County did beat West Hall big last week. Uh, Lumpkin had the week off. Man, uh-huh. went to snooze town a little bit. White has a huge historical advantage in this series. Uh, they lead 40 wins to 11 losses and just one tie with Lumpkin. And they've won five straight over Lumpkin by an average margin of 40 points, 51 to 11 is the average score there. Lumpkin is much improved this season under Heathwood. Uh, what do you think there, Dino? I like White County to cover 13 for sure. I think it'll be closer than that. We'll see who wins. Number 10, Oconee County on the road at Monroe area. Monroe leads the series 9, 8, and 1. So a close one, close series there all time. Uh, 17 to 14 upset of second ranked Oconee County in 2021. Song, yeah, this this is a really great series. Uh, it features two battle tested teams. Oconee has played six top 10 games this season, Crazy. Monroe has played five. So, this I think will be a pretty even matchup. I like Monroe, I don't know if they cover. Double A, Athens Academy in Banks County. Going to tee it up. Uh, old region rivalry here. Uh, t- two commerce rivals, kind of. Uh, they, these teams haven't played since 1997, but they played 18 times between 78 and 97. Uh, and surprisingly, it's kind of narrow. Yeah. Nine, eight, and one in favor of Athens Academy. Yeah, I think it was. some bad years in that before, uh, before what's his name got there and started coaching Academy. Oh, good. Yeah, Coach there Gillen. were some bad years. For Athens Academy wasn't. Nah. Yeah, I do think ACAD rolls this week. East Jackson heads up to the mountains of Union County, where they will play Union County. Union County is a 16-point favorite song. Yeah, I think East Jackson gets cover. Got to be a cover at least. I think it's a straight up. She's going to go money line, baby. Um, Love that. I think they'll, they'll have the third spot in the region after this week. Let's talk the Potluck Podcast special. This one's for Seals. Putnam County at the Brickyard against Thompson. Thompson's a 13-point favorite. The first time these two, two, these two teams have played, uh, which is kind of hard to believe given that they're only probably 50, 60 miles apart, yeah. uh, kind of same neck of the woods there. But both are 6-1 and one and 4-0 and oh in the region, so this one will go a long way in deciding who the region champion is there. Single A, D2, Lincoln County and Green County. Solomon, what you got for this one? Lincoln and Green will play for the 26th time. Uh, Lincoln leads the series uh, 22 12 and 1. The math doesn't add up there. I must have written something wrong. I 
think that's 36 time. Uh, region title will be decided this week. Both teams are 2-0 and in 8-A-D-1, but Lincoln looks better on paper. They've beaten Washington Wilkes and Aquinas. Those two schools have a combined record of 10-4. and Green has beaten Towns and Warren, who have a combined record of 4-10. and uh, I think Lincoln covers. I think Lincoln rolls. Really, I kind of, I kind of want to go with Green. I kind of want to maybe see if they can keep it close. They play nobody. A couple of touchdowns. Well, you know how Lincoln is. Play yeah. down. They play nobody. down a lot. Uh, I kind of like Green. I kind of like Green hanging around a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little backdoor cover. We'll see. Towns County and Warren County. Warren County only a three-point favorite against Towns. That seems wild. That does, and they're going to Towns. Yeah, going up going the curvy to roads. Towns. Going to Towns, baby. Washington Wilkes and Aquinas. Actually, probably going to be a really good game. Yeah. Uh, Washington Wilkes leads this series 14 to 7, but Aquinas has won five of the last seven. So it will probably be what, a one, one score game, you reckon? Yeah. And it could be for home field, a home field playoff game. Uh, in single AD, too, I don't know why they're not ranking Lincoln. They've got back to back top 10. Teams that they've knocked out of the polls, but they won't put Lincoln in the top ten. They're like Commerce in our in our. Yeah, they won't rank Commerce either. Uh, well, Commerce will be ranked if they win this week. So let's let's get into that potentially. Yeah. Class A D one top ten. Okay, number ten Dublin is taking on Jefferson County, where they are twenty eight point favorites. Number nine Metter, thirty five point favorites at Claxton. Uh, uh, this is a, this might be a doc. This might be a we should we should have had doc on for the sure. Metter Claxton contest. The seventy third time in a series that date back that dates back ninety seven years to nineteen twenty five. Claxton leads the series thirty seven thirty three and two. Though the Tigers from Claxton haven't won since two thousand eleven. Tigers on Tigers action here. <laughs> uh, combined score of the last six meetings: Metter two hundred six, Claxton twenty five. Number eight, Whitfield Academy, four-point favorites versus St. Francis. Could be a close one there. Number seven, Elbert County taking on Commerce in Commerce. We'll talk about that one shortly. Number six, Darlington on the road at Armerchie. Number five, Irwin County at Brooks County. Solemn, Class A D1 Game of the Week, Potluck Podcast Game of the Week, Statewide Game of the Week, in my opinion. Yeah, this is the only game in our classification that's bigger than – This is like the high school football game. Right. And these these schools have only played each other a dozen times, which kind of blew my mind. And each team has won six games. Um, it's the fifth time that these schools have met since October 2020. So when you say that, you're like, how does that work? But they've played twice in the state championship and twice in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Now they're meeting again in the regular season. Uh, Brooks won the title in Class A in 2021. Irwin in 19 and 20. Um, Since 2003, Irwin has won an astounding 106 football games. Brooks has won 100. So these are the two premier small high school football programs in the state of Georgia. Um, Both teams returning their starting quarterbacks. Got Cody Soliday for Irwin, three-year starter. Jamal Sanders for Brooks, dual-threat quarterback. I think he's got over 3,000 yards passing in his career and 2,000 yards rushing in his career. Um, both have multiple years of experience, obviously. Both teams also led by legacy running backs. Demarcus Lundy leading Irwin's, Irwin's rushing attack. Uh, some Commerce fans, some Tiger fans might remember from 2018 if you went down there to Osceola and uh, watched DJ Lundy take the go-ahead score down there. Mm-hmm. 
against the Tigers in the Elite Eight. DJ is now the starting uh, linebacker at FSU. So um, just a little, just a little callback there to some of the Tiger games of old. But uh, yeah, Demarcus Lundy doing a great job down there leading that Russian attack. Also, Chris Cole of Brooks County. He's the son of uh, Brooks County legend Chris Cole Sr., who was a six thousand plus yard rusher back in the wow. day. So you got a, you got some good storylines coming out of this one. Just a real good high school football game. Um, number three, Raven County taking on Athens Christian. Number two, Swainsboro is off. And then number one, Prince Avenue back in action versus Overthorpe County. So, got anything to say before we get into Commerce Elbert? Yeah, I think now you're getting into the part of the season where you got some uneven matchups. Like Raven's going to kill Athens Christian. Prince is going to kill Overthorpe. Um, Darlington destroys our Murchie. That Whitfield St. Francis game will be good. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I Whitfield's, think I can't figure them out. I can't either. And they played real close with Raven. I think they mm-hmm. played real close with Elbert too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but St. Francis also played real close with, with Raven. And that's one that for us as Tiger fans is of interest because I think they're both in region seven. And that's the region that Commerce will match up with in the first round. Yeah. So if the Tigers hold at three, Commerce will likely play one of these two teams in the first round of the playoffs. I, I'm pretty sure they're in seven. They may be in six. But uh, that's my thoughts on the top ten. And Irwin County votes just going to be great. Yeah, I mean, can't say enough good things about that matchup. Just a, just a classic. Uh, let us get into the Commerce Elbert County preview. I turn it over to you, Uncle Song. This week, the Commerce Tigers host the Elbert County Blue Devils. Elbert County is a 10-point road favorite. Uh, the Blue Devils come in from Elberton, Georgia, just across the county. Elberton. Over there, the county seat. Granite. In uh, 30565, over there in the 306 area from the Coastal City. Godstones. Well, yeah, we're actually going to talk about that. So, I I had is the Godstones their Tiger Eyes? I think the Granite Bowl <laughs> would be their Tiger Eyes, but yeah, I feel like it, it's the Godstones are their eight o'clock kickoff. How about that? I love that. I, I think that that's something love that, that. Have both been blown up. Um, back on July the sixth. At 4 a.m., Elbert County made nationwide news. Uh, This report from NPR, the guidelines were blown to smithereens. The guidestones. Yeah, not guidelines. They do have guidelines on them. That's what was on them amongst a lot of other things. But, yeah. Yeah, really weird guidestones, but treasure in Northeast. I mean, some of the points on there are actually not too bad. (laughs) They also had some crazy stuff, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not signing off on, on all the guidestones. But well, continue. They, they were important enough to, that the Elbert County, uh, the Elberton Granite Association, has the remains. So they have a museum there in Elberton. I guess they're probably going to go in the Granite Museum. Do they really? Yeah, you didn't know that. So right oh. when you come into uh, Elbert County. I'm in my house right now, just going through the fridge. <laughs> I'm thirsty, man. We're well, up a thirst here. We've been talking a while, uh, but when you come into Elberton all and you're on 72, like you're going to, to the Granite Bowl, there's like a granite building on the left that is the Granite Museum. Uh, so it, it's I've never been in there, but it looks very official. Um, 
The reason they have that granite museum is that Elberton, as most people know around here, is the granite capital of the world. So uh, I wanted to highlight the uh, Coach Jeff Prickett Files stat of the week. The Grant Bowl was built in 1952 using 100,000 tons of blue granite. It has a seating capacity of just over 15,000 people and is the second largest high school football stadium in Georgia. Uh, It comes in right behind Hawford Stadium in Clarkston, Georgia, uh, which is in DeKalb County. Mm. You You know who plays there? DeKalb County. Is it Decatur? No. Is it who? Uh, M.L. King and Stevenson. So play there. Steve, yeah, it's one of those shared stadiums. But Stevenson's had some really great players over the years. Uh, Isn't there a stadium at Lakewood that's, like, really big, uh-huh. too, that somebody plays at? But that's not, like, a high school stadium, I guess. No, I think that is a high school stadium. But I don't think it's as big as the Granite Bowl. That, are you, is that the one that's right next to Piedmont Park? It's right next to Lakewood Amphitheater. There's one that's right next to Piedmont Park. That's pretty big. Um, Let's see if we can get some. Continue. Sorry. Uh, also in El. Yeah, no, yeah. Get ten thousand seats. I knew it was huge. Yeah, it located is. in Lakewood Heights, but it, it's used by the Atlanta's public school system. Oh, so okay. I, I, it doesn't belong to anyone. I don't think. I think a lot of schools play there or something. Maybe that. Maybe none. I don't know. But I just. I know it's. I knew it was a big, big one. It says located on the campus of Midtown High School in Atlanta. Yeah, it's a cool-looking stadium. It's a big one. Not as cool as the Granite Bowl, though. No, no. Uh, also going on in Elbert, Elbert County right now is the Elberton 12-County Fair. Oh, um, yes. Everybody's favorite fair around here. Uh, Count them, 12. <laughs> all 12 county. Probably going into South Carolina. Count them. Uh, let's see. We got Elbert, Madison, Banks, Hart. Or, I, I don't even know. I, I, I'm running. Out, I'm running out. Franklin's definitely on there. Wilkes, maybe Stevens. Stevens. Uh, Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe. Yeah, that would be on there. Would you think Clark's on there? No, I think you start going across the border. Go over maybe to South Anderson, Carolina. Anderson County. Uh, Twelve County Fair. Here it is. The 2022 fair theme is growing from generation to generation. Farm theme. Gotta be. Love that. But it's going on until Sunday. I saw the sign coming up uh one oh six right there at where are the twelve counties? Country. How do I find that? Oh know. by popular demand, they're back. The banana we derby. We did talk about that last year. The banana year. derby is back. That's the monkey uh, monkey riding the dogs. Yeah. Yep. Pretty crazy. I'd actually like to see some video. They have a the voice competition going on. They have, oh my goodness, first annual mullet hair competition, Tuesday, October 18th. So it's happened. I missed it. But it's on Facebook. It says the, I'm about to go look this up. Do it. I'm about to look this up. The Buttons the Clown is coming back. He looks pretty creepy. Uh, do not recommend that. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is going on. So much local talent performers. They got a white tiger discovery I remember that from last year. No way. They have white tigers rolling around in Elbert County right now. Someone in Elbert County is charged with not letting white tigers get loose. That's scary to think about. Chattanooga helicopter tours daily. How about that? They got helicopters going on. One of the 10 great places for Blue Ribbon County Fairs in the USA. How about that? 
I still have never been. I, I may go Sunday. You should just maybe reach out to fair manager Becky Hitchcock. See if she can uh, get us in for free or something. That would be cool. You want to see the schedule for Sunday? Let's see what's going on. Let's see what's going on on Sunday. On Sunday, October. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. John Cena. (laughs) You ever seen that song? Yes. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Banana Derby, 337-9 by the 4-H Barn. They got nightly drawings for prizes in the exhibit hall. You got to be present to win, though. I think I'm going to go to a banana derby. They got the white tiger. They got buttons is there. Taekwondo demonstration. There you go. Hell. Uh, They're having a bike giveaway. And the voice of the 12 County Fair finals song. What what time is the last banana derby? Oh, no, this is all on Saturday. I misread. Sunday, they have unlimited ride wristbands. 25 bucks a person song. A bargain. They have a banana derby, banana derby at five, and you got to go, song. I'm thinking about every going. day. They have carnival rides and games. They have food concessions. They have uh, the Elberton Fire Department toys for kids dunk tank. I love a good dunk tank. Oh yeah, one time so I like satisfied. when they talk trash to you. Yeah, those are the best. Yeah, it is. I I hit somebody in the dunk tank one time on the first throw, and I, I was like 20 years old, and I felt. Like I was ten foot tall. Oh, that's the that's the best. You hit that you hit that target on the first dunk. I mean, you might as well go to MLB. I mean, it was the best Paint I've ever corners. seen on the ball. Baby change booth in the exhibit hall. So if you need to go change a diaper, there's where you go. I love this. I just wish I knew what twelve counties it was. Yeah, never found out that information. I'll I'll do a little. I may go Sunday and uh, might do a little investigating. That's great. I love that. I got to see what this mullet hair competition looked like. I think I'm going to have to look that up. While you do that, I'm going to uh, get on into the football program. Is there a history. football game? Yeah, I think so. This Friday okay. night. Okay, Tiger, cool. Tiger Field. Uh, <laughs> they've been playing football as the Elbert County Blue Devils since 1958. Uh, this is their 65th season. 410 wins, 273 losses, and 13. All times. the band performed last night. At the Elbert County, the Elbert County Fair. Band. That's yeah. Oh man, that would be cool. Oh, shout out to our band. We we won something. Uh, I was going to mention that we won something at Hart County. Gosh, on I know, Saturday, I know what it's called, but I can't remember. Our band's awesome. I man, love our band. I, I love our band too. What what is it called? Congratulations to this Supreme. person. Yeah, they won Supreme Supreme something. Chancellor. I don't know what they won. Something. Grand Champion or something. I can't remember what. The, Things called, but they won the highest award you can win. Um, I was talking about Elbert County. Oh, 60 almost 60 percent winning percentage, 59.8. They do have one state title in 1995 in AA and five region titles with the last. Oh, I found it. I found the mullet. (laughs) I found the mullets. Here they are. Oh, man. We got Cole, Everett, and Rhett, the mullet boys, the the winners. There was a three-person three winner. Is that what happened? I think they've got to have different classes. I think you got to give it to him. Yeah. That's a straight dirt. Yeah. That's a straight dirt. He never cut his hair. That's a straight deer tay. This is more like a Kenny Powers. 
I don't even know if I'd call that a mullet. That might be a little too long on the sides. What do you yeah. think? I mean, that's just – And on the top. I really want – I like that the mullets are somewhat back, kind of. They're getting a little played out. But I, I want someone to go, like, full – I'm talking about – I want it, like, no guard on the sides. Yeah. No guard on the side. And then, like, slick back with the mullet going down. It would be very cool. <laughs> That yeah, guy's nah, pretty It's not close. cool, but it is funny, though. Well, yeah, a form of art. <laughs> it's funny looking. I think that's the winner. There's your winner there. Yeah. I think that's uh, the, uh, the Potluck Podcast winner of the uh, mullet competition goes to Rhett Rullian, if this is in order. Uh, the, the little fella down there in the plaid, long sleeve, and the overalls. He's got a good – he's got a deer tag going on. Love to see that. Yeah. Good stuff. Pulliam. Pulliam. I think they misspelled his name. Anyways. Um, so, is there a football game? <laughs> there is a football game. Excellent. Um, I'll keep looking for what counties we're dealing with here. Okay. Elbert County's last title came in uh, 2013, that region title. I think probably an 8AA. Um, Elberton was their predecessor. Started playing football back in 1914. They played 43 seasons, uh, stopped, didn't play in 1918, probably did World War I. Um, they won 51.1 or 55.1% of their games. Cummers and Elbert have met five times, uh, actually six times, including last season. This will be the seventh meeting. Cummers is 3-1 and one against Elberton. Most of those games coming in the 40s, 60s, or 40s and 50s, excuse me. Uh, and then one and one against Elbert County. Beat them in 20, lost to them last year, 27 to 14 in Elberton. Um, the head coach over there is Shannon Jarvis. He's actually done a really good job this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 15 and 12 overall. Back, if you remember in 2020, in the COVID shortened year, a lot of cancellations, they went three and six. Um, then last year they went five and five. This year they've jumped up to seven and one. Had really impressive wins over Hart, uh, Whitfield Academy, Madison County. Um, I think they also beat that St. Francis team. So Elbert's had a really good season. Oh, here's the record right here. They did not play St. Francis. It was Washington Wilkes they beat. Uh, opened the season against Hart County, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Madison County, uh, forty-eight to thirty-four. Harlem 27-21, Washington Wilkes beat them 32-20, uh, 21-3 over Jefferson County, 36-7 over Mount Vernon, and then that win over Whitfield was 35-24, to and then the loss to Raven this past week. Dino, did you get the chance to look at their players any? I mean, I know some of them are pretty celebrated across the state. Uh, no, I mean, you know the uh... – the names, right? I mean, you know, Quan Moss. Right. Well, uh, one thing to, to point out is we're going to see two of the leading rushers in the state tonight. Quan uh, Moss and Jaden Daniels. Basically, the the one and two in our classification. Right. And top, I think Quan is top 10. Top, top, yeah, basically top 10 running backs in, in all classifications. Go go head to head tonight. Uh, Javen Hickman mm-hmm. um, has, had a, has, has had a good year both passing and rushing, kind of a dual threat. Um, and then you can tell us about some others that you maybe have maybe have uh, dug up, dug into, burrowed <laughs> down into. 
Come on, Sal. So you're right. Quan Moss is the one. Jaden Hickman is the two. He's a sophomore quarterback. Where's number four? Um, then you got his two favorite targets receiving. Uh, Trustin Allen, number five, a senior wide receiver, uh, pulled in eight catches for an astounding 40, or excuse me, 420 yards and three touchdowns. That's kind of crazy math there. What's uh, eight into? Uh-oh, math time. Uh-oh. 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 That's right. Uh-oh. Solid blanket. Okay. So over 50 yards of reception. <laughs> there we go. Eight yeah. goes into 45 times. Uh, 52 and a half. Um, sophomore wide receiver Tyricus Jones, number 10, has also pulled in. <laughs> Tyricus, Tyricus. Dino's, Dino, I, knew, I knew I was going to lose it. <laughs> what you want to take a stab it. at it? I think you did a great job, Solid. Thank you. <laughs> 23 receptions, 301 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, he has dropped his phone. Uh, defensively, the Blue Devils are led by senior linebacker Bubba Hurd, number 31. That's a good, good football name. He looks like a good player. Uh, 56 tackles on the year. He is paired up with sophomore linebacker Jermaine Sims, number three, with 52 or 53 tackles. Here's what I want to say about the 12 county fair. If it's counties that touch, you think it's counties that touch Elbert? I think it has to be counties that it's got to be there in South Carolina. It has to be counties that touch Elbert, but like Madison County has a county fair. So I don't feel like you can include Madison. So here, if it's just Georgia, if it's just Georgia counties, now this isn't like counties, not all these touch Albert, but I would include all of these in the 12 county fair. Stevens, so we're going to start north and go south. Franklin, Banks, Hart, Jackson, Madison, Oglethorpe, Wilkes, Lincoln. Elbert, that's where I get – I don't know if you include – I guess you got to include Clark if you're doing it by proximity. And then either Green or Talaferro? Yeah, I think they go into South Carolina. It's got to be South Carolina. Because you, uh, you got Anderson County, and then the county that Calhoun Falls is in, I think, is McCormick. Here's what we can safely say. Hart, Madison, Oglethorpe, Wilkes, and Lincoln yeah. for sure. They all border Elbert. And Madison County does have its own county fair, though. That's that's pretty. You're getting, a little def- you're getting a little defensive. Well, people in luck, people. You're love turning that red. Fair. You're turning red. People you can't see him on the pod, fair. but he's getting he's getting a little he's sweaty. <laughs> you talking about the Comer? Yeah, fair over in Comer. Fair. They just ended it too. It, it just happened. So I feel like that's a not like in red, but you know what I mean. It just yeah. got it just got over. It's, it's finished. Um. Anyways, back to football. Got a football game tonight. What we got, Song? What we left? What we got? What we got? Well, I I think there's some keys here for okay. Converse. First, we gotta we gotta play a pretty mistake free game. I think going down the stretch, if we fumble, that could cost us the game. I think if we have over five penalties, gotta keep it keep it keep it tight up and to the right. <laughs> <laughs> If we have over five penalties, especially drive killing penalties, mm. you know, like a third can't get killed, a third and five that turns into a third and fifteen when we're mm. across can't the get 15, behind the chains. That would really that really could hurt us because mm. I, I think it's going to be. I'm with you. 
I think it's going to be one of those games where we might have five to six possessions, kind of like Murphy um, for Lincoln County. Storm, sorry. Sorry to the podcast listeners. And, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where if, if one of those drives doesn't end in a score, we get behind and we can't catch back up because both teams can control the ball. Um, I think we're going to have to play really physically on the offensive line. Elbert looks like they've got a lot of beef eaters up front. Um, we're going to have to roll those guys out of the way. The good thing is, is that our offensive line has been one of the strengths of our team this year. They're really going to be tested Friday night. We've got to cover on kicks. Elbert's got the talent to break one. And we've got to put pressure on uh, Javen Hickman. Um, he has a lot of yards passing. He's got 1,291 yards passing on uh, – oh, I'm reading that wrong. He's got 1,189 yards passing on 137 attempts. He only completes – he completes less than half of his passes, but he's thrown for 10 touchdowns to five interceptions. And I think that – Maybe where we get a little tiger magic this Friday night. We might find one. We might find one of Hickman's Eric passes, take it to the house, maybe a little pick six. Uh, And I I think that's where Connors can find a way to win tonight. Elbert County is a legit team. I mean, they've gotten a top 10 win uh, already this year on on the road, if I'm not mistaken. Is that on the road? Whitfield. Whitfield. Um, And then I think the game essentially was. If you take away the two turnovers, they gifted Raven County 14 mm-hmm. points off the – I mean, it's probably a close game. Probably it's a one-score one game. game. I think Raven still wins. But the point being, this is a good team. Right. I mean, this is a top – if not top 10, top 15 team. Uh, so, pro, I mean, best team Commerce has played. Maybe not as good as Hebron. I think they're the best team Commerce yeah. has played. Biggest I test. think that's fair to say. Uh, this is the biggest test for sure. It's going to be a little chilly out there tonight. It's going to be fun. we got to see if Commerce can pull through. Got a five-game win streak. Obviously, Elbert's, Elbert's uh, going to be playing, you know, playing hungry, playing angry after losing last week. Um, I think the line is 10, right? Oh, the, you know what? I forgot to mention that when I, on the uh, the scoreboard show, they went on this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Went on a rant. They went on like a huge rant. A moral debate. (laughs) Yeah. So, according to (laughs) one of our favorite high school football shows, what we we do each Friday is immoral. We have been judged. They were acting – they were like speaking it as if people are actually gambling gambling on on this. It's like no one's – you can't place bets anywhere. There's nothing nothing immoral going on. Well, it's – it's a good to me. I love, I love using these because it gives you a, a, a uh, you know, it gives you a read on what the game should go like yeah. according to the results in the past and looking forward with what the teams have done on the field statistically. Right. right. It gives you a good look at like, okay, well, this is how the game should go. Right. And if anything deviates crazy from that, it gives you a read on how crazy this upset was. Right. Or did this team perform as they should have according to what has happened in the past and what their statistics have said in the past? Did this team cover 43 points or they or did they not? You right. know, it kind of gives you a, a feel for how good a team performed. And I thought it was funny because I, I was I was close to being home at that point. I think I may have been – I think I was – sitting in the – No, I think yard. I was pulling down 
on the, on this road, and I think I was pulling in the driveway. But anyways, I just thought that was funny that they went on like a long rant about how you know I, I don't know, and they didn't know who made the lines. It's right. like, well, come on, guys, it's Maxwell. Like, right? It's the same thing that you look at for ranking. <laughs> well, what's crazy to me is like it shows how much people care about high school football in the state of Georgia. They were mad, dude. Well, so mad. Well, not not their reaction, but like the fact that we have lines like that you can this, look at. There's yeah. an entire association of Georgia high school football his, historians that have come together and formed the Georgia High School Football Historians Association. Then you have Todd Holcomb and Chip Say who do the daily newsletter, who also work with Lord Maxwell at with the AJC, and like there's this whole great network. That gives us an objective metric for what the games right. should be. And that's the key. It's not like people just right. running their it's mouth. Not me it's like, okay, well, here's what the stats say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's there's a, no objectivity with just here's the numbers and this is what should happen. Right. It It's not just two guys sitting there and saying, oh, well, this team beat such and such by this. Because that's what you have otherwise is like comparing scores. Um but yeah, I thought that that rant was hilarious. It was very funny. Um, um, they they may listen to the show. Maybe they're calling us out. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Or they see the pick them on, on Twitter. They're just like, oh, I hate those potluck podcast guys. Yeah, ruining high school football. I love their show. Though. I, I do. Too. I love their show. I'll listen to it to the day I die, <laughs> or until they get thrown off the air, which I don't think they are. They got some. They got, they got a ton of listeners too on Friday nights. I love that show. It's one of my favorite things getting into the car after the game, you know, turning on the scoreboard show, see what's going on. A tradition. It's like the initial response to the Friday night. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, speaking tradition. speaking of that, Commerce is a 10 point dog at home. I love, love a home dog. Oh, yeah. Love a home dog and hot dogs. <laughs> what uh, what do you got, Uncle Song? I've thought about this. Usually I fire off the hip with my mm, predictions. He's about to fire. Okay, I got a feeling he's firing. Commerce, 24. <laughs> Elbert, 20. There he goes. He's firing, folks. That'd be a big win for the Tigers. It would be. I think it's going to be just like a lot of other games this season for the Tigers. I think we – get in a knockdown drag out with Elbert. We come up with a couple big defensive plays. Um, we get stopped a couple times. But in the end, I think we're going to find a field goal somewhere that makes the difference. Uncle Son loves it. I love that. I think, I think Commerce covers. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I think it's going to be a close game, one-score game. Could go either way. Let's get this thing published. Let's close the book on it. Listen, everybody – Enjoy your Friday nights. Second to last Friday night in the regular season for Commerce. Mm-hmm. Season got another bye week. Season has gone by really quick. Um, senior night tonight. Yeah. So get there early. Uh, we'll Bundle up. See, yeah, it's gonna be a little chilly. We'll see y'all there. Any any final thoughts, song? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs>